It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. The defensive backs for the Cowboys absolutely dominate in the second padded practice of the year. What does that mean going forward? All that and more this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are locked on Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. Follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool out in Oxnard, California. Follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how was practice today? Today was actually, I have to say, today was actually one of my favorite practices I, I think I've ever been to, honestly. The, the weather was, was killer. The practice was very spirited on both sides. Both sides seemed very capable. I'm, I'm super excited to dive into it. Yeah, we've got a bunch of comments already on YouTube. This is fantastic. We're trying to do some live shows for you after practice. Uh, we got one. If you are if you listened to our earlier episode, you'll understand this reference. But Derek wants to make sure that you're not too stinky. Oh, you know what? I came back and the water was on. So oh, it, perfect. it actually worked perfect. out. So, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a a Cowboys camp miracle. So it's, a, it's just it. the benefit of listening to the earlier podcast. Now right. you know what we're talking about. Uh, let's talk about the defensive backs because by all accounts, it seems like they, they kind of won the day. What did you see from them in practice? Yeah, well, first of all, I think the, the the headliner here is that Trayvon Diggs made his way back into team drills and was was part of it. And I think uh, he had a heavy hand in what we saw, especially at the end of practice. I will say that they started the the, the practice out with a mojo moment and near the goal line, uh, and they did a, a series of five best of five series against first offense against first defense, and first offense won all five reps. Really? Like basically, first offense ran away with it. Uh, there was a there was a miscommunication on a touchdown early, but they, yeah, they on defense. Otherwise, the, the the offense basically 
horse whipped the the defense in the mojo moment in the series of five winning five zero uh but then they they kind of split up they went to do offensive line defensive line groups then when they came back and they started doing the you know 11 on 11s they were doing kind of scenario stuff at that point the defensive backfield just basically took over uh you know and i was telling marcus before the show the best case scenario the best kind of rep you can get when you're when you're watching your team's offense go against your team's defense is a highly contested reception that uh, that the quarterback somehow miraculously fitted in right because you get the mm-hmm. best of really tight coverage and then your quarterback's still finding a way there were a ton of there was a ton of that in the in the this afternoon's practice uh and, and a lot of, of just situations where Dak had nowhere to go at all and basically ended up just tucking it and running uh but then even on the completions that he was able to make uh, it was incredibly tight coverage all day. Uh, it was a noticeable difference having Gilmore and Diggs out there on the field for the first time uh, as opposed to where it was. And it really had a trickle-down effect on on the cornerbacks that were underneath them uh, and the playing on the second and third teams as well. And so coverage top to bottom uh, was just outstanding all day. Uh, I want to talk about the play that Diggs made against, I believe it was Cavante Turpin yeah. on a – it was basically right at the pylon. Yeah. I mean, we know how quick and fast Turpin is, but somehow Diggs was able to recognize the route, beat Turpin to the spot, and get a hand on the ball. It certainly doesn't look like a player who's missed the last, what, couple weeks with a toe injury. Like, Diggs looked fantastic. Certainly didn't look like a guy who's got a serious toe injury. Let's no. say that, right? Like, he, yeah. You know, I was telling Marcus before the show started that it was one of those situations where I had seen Diggs, you know, get he, he dressed out yesterday as well. And, and kind of went through some stuff and, 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 and then kind of pulled himself out when it became time to do competitive periods or, or uh, you know, 11 on 11s or 7 on 7s. And so it, uh, none of that was surprising all the way up until suddenly they're doing 11 on 11s. And actually he, sh- he was in the mo- mojo moments. Uh, and, and that was the first time I think we had seen both of them in pads on the field together. It was very kind of unceremonious, but it was, yeah. uh, it was very exciting to see them. And, and obviously – especially at the back end of practice, the results kind of speak for themselves. The other thing that I noticed from this practice was the energy. I mean, there's a lot of yelling and hyping each other up. Like that's when, you know, you got a good practice going on when you've got high energy and people are competitive and they're into practice. That was certainly the feeling today. And maybe that comes a little bit because of you have, you've got a crowd there watching you, cheering you on. But I, I mean, you can speak for this. How was the energy at practice? The energy was great. I mean, especially on the field, like they, they just, uh, they seemed hyped. Everyone was, you know, was, was screaming. And when, when the big plays were happening, they were, they were hyping out, they were talking trash to each other. Oh uh, yeah. You, you could hear that. And, 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 and they were, they were into it, you know, and, and, and to the point where they actually, I feel like they kind of, you know, I, I don't know if this clip made it around. I'm sure it has of Parsons taking Dak to the ground. Well, uh, we're going to talk they, about Parsons in a second. I got that one. <laughs> After that, they kind of had to like rein them in a little bit because it just had gotten kind of full tilt. And, and to remind everyone, even though they're in full pads and they're thumping, the, it, this is not what they call live play yet because live play goes all the way to the ground. What they're doing is all the way up to the – it's a thump basically and yeah. then a thump and grab and then that's the end of the play. Uh, so when it, when there's more than that, that kind of really shows like – the level of excitement that, that sometimes they're having a hard time controlling yeah. themselves and, and, and not, you know, and pull it back when they're supposed to. All right. So you brought up Michael. Let's, let's talk about him today. The good, he was around the quarterback all day long. He just made so many big plays and he would have had, I don't know how many sacks, the bad news. 
he was around the quarterback a little bit too <laughs> much lot. today, yeah. including the play that you mentioned where he kind of went low on Dak. It looks like he either slipped or got blocked yeah. a little bit. No. So it wasn't intentional. I'm not no, saying no. that. But McCarthy was right behind the play. He kind of threw the play sheet he had. Like he was upset. And I was rightfully <laughs> slow because that could have been your season right there. I, I when when it happened, as soon as it happened, I screamed, Michael, what are you doing? Like, yeah, like it was it, it was a situation, if I remember correctly, that yeah, he 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 got his hands on Dak and I think his feet left him. Like and, and so he, he kind slipped of slid down and then, and then yeah. back yeah. down with him a little bit. So uh yeah, I mean I think that I, I think that if that's the kind of thing that it definitely can't happen. Look, to sum up Micah Parsons, uh, once again, <laughs> All of the all of today's practice is under the caveat that every single one of these plays actually wouldn't have happened because Micah Parsons would have ruined the play at the beginning. I mean, he would have had a dozen sacks today. I mean, tackles for loss. Yeah. Like, yeah. he was destroying everything. I will throw out there, though, we didn't get a full day of, uh, of, of Terrence Steele. Ty- uh, Tyron Smith was kind of in and out with some of these, uh, some of these reps. So there was up to – three uh backup offensive lines start with the starters uh at different points with the offensive line uh, and it showed i mean lawrence yeah. and parsons were basically destroying everything they couldn't run the football at, at all uh in, in that in that portion once once those guys were out so uh yeah that that part you know it, it definitely was dominated by the defensive line throughout the day i, I want to talk more about dak prescott because i mean just from some of the clips it looked <laughs> like he was absolutely on fire we will get to that next This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's guaranteed eBay Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, it's Tony Pollard. You know Tony Pollard a little bit. (laughs) Are you looking to park an elite running back in your fantasy football garage after the top half dozen options are, you know, have been taken off the lot? You can still find a sleek ride in Tony Pollard now that he is the unquestioned feature back in the Cowboys offense. Without Ezekiel Elliott, Pollard's speed and acceleration will allow him to dominate key touches in a strong rushing attack. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championships. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And the same is true for your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit in over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle, right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com, and let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Every day, we just have one show tomorrow. No practice for the Cowboys. Uh, but make sure you tune in for that tomorrow. Breaking down everything that we saw from practice. I want to talk about Dak Prescott, who seems like he had another really good practice. What did you see from him? Yeah, like I mentioned before, uh, you know, one of the bright spots about the the offense was that when there was tight coverage, Dak was still able to find uh, receivers, fit into tight spots. He had a couple different throws to tight ends that where he really was able to thread the needle, uh, specifically to Hendershot for a touchdown in one of, in one of those plays. Um, yeah, I think it was during the, the the goal line kind of mojo moment period. Uh, but but several different other period points where you know he just uh, that one throw to Turpin where he scored on the uh, in the mojo moment was incredible. Uh, you know, just in, in some rollouts on the move in, from the pocket, just had some really really nice throws uh, throughout the day, and 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 just kind of showing the comfort level that he has uh, in the offense, which is just exciting because you know you just never know. Even with even though it wasn't a lot of change, you just you just never know how much he's how comfortable he's going to be uh, in operating. Uh, and, and he, and you know, he was up, he was just on point. There was just he was just so clearly comfortable with what was happening, uh, and, and understood how to uh, execute the the play. There was that the first throw I think that they made in the Mojo moment was a touchdown uh, where they ran a rub route uh, to Ferguson and he caught it in the corner of the end zone and just played it perfectly to yeah. move the safety with his eyes and, and got the ball out. So uh, just it really had a fantastic day, and and, and despite kind of at different points being under quite a bit of duress uh, was able to uh, was able to kind of throw the football around. They even just real quick, they even also had a kind of a zone read play. And I think we've seen that the one too, mm-hmm. it's like a split zone replay where they uh, fake the handoff and Dak ran it in with, uh, with uh, uh, the tight end coming across the formation and, and at serving as a lead blocker out on the sweep aspect. So uh, lots, lots of really good stuff with Dak and he was really throwing the ball well today. He's not second guessing anything. Like it's just clear that he feels so comfortable in this offense because I think CD Lamb kind of spilled the beans a little bit. Like this is his offense, right? Yeah. Like yes, Mike McCarthy is calling plays, but it's really an offense that's designed around Dak to help him feel comfortable and you know basically do everything that he wants to do at a high level. And yeah. it just feels so perfect. And I want to bring up this name again. Brandon Cooks had another really good yeah. day, and it's just. It's so clear that these two are perfect for each other, and I, I can't wait to see it in the season. Well, I think the aspect that, that that's really exciting for me that, uh, you know, I just I guess I I realized but didn't consciously bring it into my mind and how it would help with the Cowboys uh, of of Cooks's game that's so special is obviously we've seen the deep threat stuff and that's that's what we expected that's what we're paying him for but there's other stuff where he's running short routes getting the ball and just creating yak because oh, yeah. he's because yeah. he's not even just just quick he's he's he accelerates really well he's shifty so he gets the ball uh, and he turns the ball upfield and suddenly he's you know he's gone down the sideline so uh that that aspect i think is one thing that you know we may have underrated a little bit that that is going to he's going to bring to the team as well i i got to throw in a couple other names too just because you know I'm, I'm, we're here we're talking about them i thought that turpin I, I thought after watching Turpin today, like I'm, I'm fairly convinced that he's made the team. I, I just think that really, he, that he, yeah, because I, I think you know before they wanted him on the team anyways because of his return ability and that sort of thing. He's so much better as a receiver than I expected him to be. Like he's making just great hands catches. He's running great routes. 
Um, you know, he's just doing things that I did. I wasn't sure that he was able to do it. Now we got to keep seeing it in, in you know, drum beat, like, right? We're going to say this we, all yeah, year long. It, it's yeah, not exactly. just one practice, not two practice, like do it for a couple of weeks. And then and, we and, can and, really. And, and to be fair, like we, we probably should treat him just like a rookie, right? Just, you know, like as far as the receiving aspect and, and, and make him kind of prove it over and over again. But he's running with the ones and he's getting yeah. open against Diggs. He's getting open against Gilmore uh, or, well, I don't think I saw him against Gilmore, but I, I saw him get open against Bland, you know? Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's, 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 you know, high quality wins that you're seeing him make uh, and, 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 and making hands catches, you know, because that's the other thing you worry about these guys is is that you know they're diminutive, they have smaller hands, smaller reach, they're not able to make kind of out of their frame catches. I've seen I've seen him make at least three diving or extreme reaching catches with his hands so far this camp, and to me that convinced me that his hands are at least at a spot yeah. that he can at least give you something on the field in twenty twenty three, and to and to me that's enough. For him to, to make it as a as as a uh, as a wide receiver, which is interesting because I feel like he's wide receiver five, and he may have better job security than the other two guys that yeah. are competing for wide receiver four spots. Yep. I also want to ask you about Mozzie Smith. It's another day with pad practices. We talked about all off season when the pads come on. That's when we're going to learn about him. What did you see from Mozzie in practice number two? I think it's it's where we he's where we expected him to be. You know, he's still working on on getting off, getting out of his stance. Uh, uh, you know, and, and but his power is it's unlike anything I've seen at defensive tackle on this team for a long time. Uh, you know, I was speaking with John Owning about it last night, and you know, he, you see it in some of this tape already that the, the kind of torque power that he has. To uh, you know, we talked about it yesterday where the ability to kind of be hopped up on one foot and then suddenly plant your other foot and throw someone like Tyler Smith to the ground is that's that's unreal human strength and and we saw I saw it a little bit more today where uh, you know he gets he kind of he get, he gives up some initial ground off the snap because he's just he's not developed as a snap coming off the snap yet. But once the play's going, he's so strong he's walking Tyler Smith back. He's you know he's he's uh, he's he's disrupting the whole play. He's he's separating, peeking behind, trying to see where the running back's going, and then shedding. And 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 he's not doing it quick enough yet, but yeah. he's doing it. And I think that by the time we get through training camp, we're going to have a guy that's really really going to be good at it. Um, and I think sure. one more other thing that's all is that we saw a nice swim move from him today on Farniak for a big win, which I thought was really really encouraging. So how long before? we can expect that technique in the get off to really improve because I think you can make slight improvements during training camp, but is it going to be like, do we see it by the end of the year? Is it something he's going to have to work on over like next off season? What do you think? Well, I think he's going to, I think he's going to get it to a point where it needs to be before training camp done. I, I mean, I, I don't think he's, he's, a, he's not going to be, uh, you know, wowing you with his get off, you know, this season, I think, I, but I, I don't think he, he needs to like he just needs to be able to get off the, the 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 snap at a reasonable time and then allow his power to do the rest. You know, I, I don't think he's going to be a guy necessarily who is going to get people in bad body positions with his uh, elite quickness at least this season. Yeah, but but he he doesn't need to. He just needs to get into a gap and then use his power to bully his way through, and, and that's enough. And then maybe a counter to kind of, you know, work against his, uh, to, to constrain his, uh, his, uh, his, his power moves 
um, I think I think that will be enough to kind of get him, uh, especially as a as a run as a run defender, uh, going and, and useful on this defense. I got a question here from William. He wants to know: Does Michael Parsons look noticeably bigger? I know that he talked about this offseason wanting to get up to like two fifty five. What do you think? I think he looks the same. I, I think, but he, I mean, he's strong. I mean, he's you know, he, he might I, just be carrying the weight. It might just look you know, yeah, the same. It, it's it's you know I mean we're not they're he they're usually wearing you know pads and and stuff like that I mean he's and honestly the difference is like what seven pounds like I don't, I mean I, I don't know that I would notice seven pounds on Michael Parson necessarily you know yeah. I think it'd be tough yeah um, I will say that yeah th- as far as the running reps thing I mean that there's not a concern of that unless he does you know unless he actually he hits deck again yeah right? but but I think no they you know they there's there we talk about it actually in the stands all the time how frustrating it must be because what they do is is you know Parsons comes around he taps Dak on the shoulder and then his play is done they let Dak kind of continue and finish the play finish it so out, yep. it never it never disrupts the snap but it must be frustrating to kind of to see for Parsons to see him finish that play and then watch them finish. Uh, the play and not get the kind of satisfaction well, of ruining. I, I saw a, a clip today where same thing happened. Micah t- touched uh, Dak on the shoulder, and then Dak makes the completion in the crowd cheers, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. okay, come on, guys. Like we yeah. we know what's happening here. Uh, we've got some more questions I want to get to. I also want to talk about the tight ends. It seemed like they had a really big day. Let's get to that next. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Landon, I want to get to a couple more questions that we have here from YouTube. This one from Johnny. He wants to know, how do the linebackers look so far in practice? Anybody standing out to you? I, I saw a couple of good things from Overshone. Um, I, I, and I've, I've noticed uh, Jabril Cox a couple of different times uh, uh, throughout the practices. I, I think I think I mentioned it yesterday, but I, I thought that Leighton Vanderesh so far has had a really fantastic yeah. um, he's just He's just looked you know, really good. They've been using him. Uh, you know, in, 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 in uh, different ways. I think he's been working a lot with his hand technique. So when they they have those uh, – at the beginning of practice, they start out with special teams. And, and they so they break up all of the roster onto different special teams groups and then you go work on, on, you know, coverage or blocking or whatever your special teams unit is. And then there's obviously a collection of top-end players that are on the roster that don't participate in special teams. So they kind of all do different things, right, depending on who they are. And Leighton Vander Esch – he goes with the pass rushers with Micah Parson uh, and he goes to work on hand techniques. And, and I think some people are interpreting that as, you know, like Lady he's Van working as an edge a, rusher. They're going to rush gonna, him more off the edge. You know, I, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, he may blitz off the edge and that's something that, that all linebackers do. But honestly, I think really what it is is kind of just developing techniques for getting off blocks when he's exactly. running to the football. Yes. You know? So uh, there, you, you do see some of that, but I, I think that so far, you know, it's the the linebackers have have done a really good job because you've seen that the running game has really not gone anywhere. You know, uh, so I, I'm excited to kind of go back and look at my video tonight, and, and I'm sure that uh, more people will pop out. But I mean, I have definitely noticed 
like, like I said, guys like some of the quicker guys like like Cox and Overshone uh, knifing in and making tackles and that sort of thing. Overshone and Cox are the two linebackers that I really want to see play a lot in the preseason because I think that's when their speed is going to stand out. I think we know what Leighton Van Der Esch is. There was a play, I think we've already referenced it, where Van Der Esch had absolutely amazing coverage on Peyton Hendershot in the red zone. I mean, you couldn't cover him better, but the throw in the catcher just better, which leads us to the tight ends. Uh, I know you and I were talking pre-show. You thought they, they both had a really good day today. Yeah, uh, I thought Hendershot, you know, obviously had a couple of those kind of tight catches that uh, with, with people draped on him. Uh, and then, yeah, Ferguson, uh, again, kind of just really being a reliable target. I mean, that's what you're needing from from him at this point. He's really shown something in, in kind of that ability to to, to find some opening, uh, to, to catch the ball uh, despite, you know, tight coverage. Uh, it, it's interesting to kind of think about what kind of tight end he's going to be, uh, you know, going forward. And to me, uh, if you can find ways to kind of sneak him open and get him the ball, he's another guy that I think that, we haven't had a really great yak guy at tight end. And and, and that's Who's what a lot of these one. I mean, the last one was Jason Witten when he was young, I mean, honestly, <laughs> like early career, Jason Witten. Honestly, that's, that's probably yeah. the answer. Uh, you know, and I think, I think, you know, I, I wouldn't want to ta- tackle Martellus Bennett. Um, so, I mean, maybe, you know, James uh, Hanna for like a couple games, you know, actually, uh, Blake Jarwin might be your best. Yeah, it's your Blake better. Jarwin. You're right. That's the answer. Uh, yeah. So I, I think, yeah. So I think having a guy that can, you know, produce in that sort of way, and, and think about, you know, some of the tight, t- top tight ends in the league. Like that's a huge part of their games now. I mean, it's, I think that it's really what makes you a top tight end, right? That, that's what that's Travis Kelsey's basically his whole game. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and I mean, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame for it. Uh, and then you know, Kittle, I think in a lot of ways, I mean. He's not necessarily, you know, making huge catches above the rim as much no. as getting the ball and being extremely hard to tackle. So yeah. uh, I think Ferguson kind of fits in that mold a little bit of, of a guy that is, um, you know, is a good receiver, is a good route runner, but really, really is making his hay once he has the ball in his hands and and, and just avoiding tacklers and getting up the field. Uh, we got a couple more questions just really quickly. This <laughs> Yeah, it's not even a question. It's just Jalen Brooks is the truth already. I mean, this is a seventh round receiver that the Cowboys drafted primarily because of special teams. It seems like he's at least making some hay on offense so far. Yeah, he honestly, again, another great day. He did have one drop, but outside of that, had a basically flawless practice from what I saw. I mean, it was just catching everything. Made one really outstanding catch at one point that was just ridiculous. Uh, drum beats continue. The, the drum beat continues with him without a doubt. Uh, all right, this is our last question here from Kendall. Who may not make the team on each level of defense at this point? Is there any, we don't even have to go through each level, but like somebody who is a bigger name player that you think could be fighting for a roster spot. Hmm. I, I mean, I think – yeah, I mean, I think that the defensive back and the defensive line room is going to be a really difficult cut down. Um, so, I mean, I think we've talked about that before. And then on offense – uh, you know, now, especially we, we t- I think we talked about it earlier, right? That Ronald Jones may have made the roster uh, uh, because he got suspended, you know, because he's on the list. But I think the cut down in, in the running back room may be difficult too. It, not, not so much like a, a top end guy, but I, I think a quality running back might get let go simply because there's so many of these guys. I, I would also mention Simi Fahoku, who seemed like he left today's practice with, I think yeah. he said a quad contusion. Quad injury. He's yeah. not going to get cut because of a, you know, a little injury like that. But we've already mentioned Kevontae Turpin. You said he looks like he's wide receiver five on this team at least. 
Jalen Tolbert as having a really strong camp and a yep. really strong offseason. Then you've got Jalen Scott, who is impressing as you know a seventh round pick. How many receivers do the Cowboys keep? If it's six or fewer, Bohokan could have a really scary couple days leading up to cut down time. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is his year to, to kind of try to make that move if he's going to, and, and it's it's gonna be tough competition, as tough a competition as yeah. he's had since he's come into the league. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, every day we're going to have just one show tomorrow. We're going to talk more about some some notes Landon had from practice. He's going to go watch uh, all of his film that he recorded. So make sure you tune in tomorrow for some more nuggets from Cowboys practice. Uh, make sure that you're subscribed to the Locked On Cowboys podcast on YouTube. Uh, we do shows every single day over there. We're also free and available on all pl- podcast platforms. So check us out there. Uh, follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.